This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome into the program, and unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers season comes to an end. And for the first time since 2017, the uh, Detroit Lions have a winning record. They were nine and seven back then. Six then it was. Since then, it was six and ten, three and twelve, five and eleven, three and thirteen, eight and eight last year. Packers not going to be heading off to San Francisco to play the 49ers that we had hoped. Instead, they now have a long time to think about this one. I, I want to. I want to go back um, because I want to read something Aaron Rodgers said last week. And uh, I thought it was, uh, at the time, I thought, you know what? Uh, I, I need to write this down because this this is the epitome of Aaron Rodgers. And I thought to myself, and I didn't say it out loud all week, and I probably should have, but I thought th- he has not played well all season long. And he said, quote, I want to go down scrapping for sure. I do believe in the power of manifestation and the power of momentum. The fact that we came back from 4-8 and eight to put ourselves in this position to make the playoffs is pretty special. Definitely not many of you people, meaning the media and fans and such, and anybody that's a naysayer of Aaron Rodgers, by the way, believe that we'd be sitting here at 8-8 eight and eight in control of our own destiny going to, into Week 18. It's pretty cool. And then he said, we've all seen the commentary outside. We went from 4-8 and eight to 5-8 and eight to 6-8. and eight. Nobody's worried about the Packers and blah, 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 blah. So now what are you going to say? And I thought when he said that, you probably shouldn't have said it. Because I thought anytime somebody does the finger wag when you haven't won anything, it comes it, it just it just does. It comes back to bite you. And it was a, a horrific performance out of Aaron Rodgers. Seventeen of twenty seven, had the one touchdown and the one pick, uh, the costly interception at the end of the game, eighty three point one quarterback rating again. He only threw for two hundred and five yards. The run game was pretty stymied. Aaron Jones, twelve carries, forty eight yards. And uh, A.J. Dillon, nine carries, 33 yards. The play calling was inept. Uh, again, uh, out of constant out of shotgun. You finally get down there into the red zone. And for whatever reason, you settle for a field goal because you go shotgun, 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 and you can't move the football. The same thing we saw last week. The same thing we've been complaining about for weeks. And it just the wasted opportunity. And then I, I watched um, at halftime and I watched prior to the game and I'm thinking to myself doesn't anybody watch Mason Crosby he never made a field goal more than 52 yards in warm-up he was constantly short and then going forward at 54 yards I I turned to the guy next to me I turned to Bill Raybuck and said he's not going to make it it's going to come close but he's not going to make it and sure enough he doinks it off the crossbar and that falls short it's it's just like does does anybody other than maybe we can say Rich Passaccia, does anybody know what the hell they're doing on the Green Bay coaching staff? I, I just it, It's beyond belief to me that the continual problems we've seen all season long that we all saw, again, this was very reminiscent. I wrote this earlier today. Uh, I said that I, I, I thought this was very, very reminiscent of um, the Green Bay Packers when it came to um, – when it came to um, – it, it sounded like – or felt a lot like last year. So it, it just, it was it was off. And uh, welcome in everybody on the Bud Light livestream. I just basically said, look, there were certain things about this game, certain things about this, this, this game today, and I'm sorry for those that didn't get a chance to hear it because the sound was down, and we apologize for that. But um, th- that said, uh, Rogers uh, last week in his postgame press conference, uh, and, and it made me pause 
during the, when I heard it, and I didn't say anything during the week because I thought, ah, you know, I'll kind of let it go. But it's always one of those things that hangs back in my mind. So much so that I wrote it down verbatim, and I said, he, what well, he said, uh, I was gonna, I, I was gonna go down scrapping for sure. I do believe in the power of manifestation and the power of momentum. The fact that we came back from four and eight and put ourselves in this position to make the playoffs pretty special. He said, definitely not many of you people, meaning the media and any fans that were doubting them, believe that we'd be sitting here at 8-8 eight and eight in control of our own destiny going into week 18. It's pretty special. Then he said, we've all seen some commentary outside as we went from 4-8 and eight to 5-8 and eight to 6-8, and, eight, and nobody's worried about the Packers and blah, 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 blah. Uh, now what are you going to say? And I thought, I, I even circled that. Because when, when you put that out there and say, now what are you going to say, when you haven't won anything, it never bodes well. I don't know why. It's just one of those kiss of death. It's it's great that you have that kind of confidence, but it just it it's it's a kiss of death in, in many cases. And Rogers played poorly tonight. Played poorly. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can hit us up if you choose to do so. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Yeah, when Rogers said that um, last week. And said, now what are you going to say? It was like, wow. It, uh, it it just seemed like it was almost foreshadowing a rather bad performance at Lambeau Field. And that's what you got, unfortunately, here tonight. Uh, so if you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, this uh, pack, pack Fanatics says, I don't want to hear one damn person say that Rodgers didn't have enough weapons his career uh, in his career to get to, to a second Super Bowl. Uh, the front office blew it. He had plenty of weapons the whole career, not m- mostly this year, but ultimately, like Favre, didn't play well in playoff games or even tonight. Uh, Beastmaster said it's not what somebody's going to say. It's what they do, and Rogers' unwillingness continuously um, to, uh, to – he said uh, unwillingness to change proves that if you watch what he does specifically this year, you start to see that he's uncoachable. His way doesn't work anymore, and his time is now over. Now, I'm not going to say that because I still think he gives you the best chance to win, but I think overall uh, Rodgers certainly had his, his issues, um, no doubt about it. it. He just looked off. I know that every time something goes bad, suddenly the thumb is bad. and Blue 58, go! Green 18! This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show. There you go. That's uh, our buddy Connor running the program back at uh, our, our flagship station out in Madison. Welcome into everybody listening to us all throughout the entire network, throughout the great state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. Packers lose to the uh, to the Detroit Lions, and uh, the Lions, they were – I said also that the Lions were not – everybody thought that if the Lions didn't have anything to play for, they were going to lay down, and I knew they weren't. Dan Campbell, one, had them fired up. Their mantra was to get a, a winning season the first time since 2017 and to knock off the Green Bay Packers. You heard what some of their players talked about when they said Aaron Rodgers doesn't respect him, didn't respect him. Uh, and, and they were coming. They played tenacious football. Their special teams came in hitting. They set the tone early by kicking off to the Packers, and, and they got downfield in a hurry, didn't allow Keyshawn Nixon any kind of a return tonight. I mean, it was they beat up physically the Green Bay Packers. 20-16, uh, to 16, the final, and the Packers season comes to an end. Everything was right there for them. All they had to do was win. All the pieces fell into place uh, through over the last three, four weeks, and the Packers just weren't able to take advantage of it. Uh, Jason says, what do you think Rodgers does now? He would not give his jersey to a player that asked for it after the game, said he wanted to hang on to it. I don't know. I, I think we're going to go through the same song and dance. I, I don't think that he's not coming back. I think he is. 
he's got 50-plus million reasons to come back. So I think he's going to come back next year. Um, now I think it's going to be a little bit of a different offseason because, um, you know, last year you lost in the playoffs after everything set up for you. Um, now you don't have any excuses. I mean, this was this loss, while you can talk about maybe the defense or Quay Walker's untimely uh, ejection, you can talk about Aaron Jones and the fumble, and we've seen this now from Aaron Jones in big games. When Aaron Jones, need, you need it the most, he's going to cough the ball up. But it was Aaron Rodgers again, throwing the ball low, not hitting guys in the hands, not seeing open receivers on a consistent basis, not seeing the safety over the top and throwing a pick. And, and you know, ultimately it came back, but... Uh, didn't see the safety over the top. Locked on one guy yet again. Thrown to Aaron Jones. Christian Watson streaking down a sideline. Nobody's looking at him. He's wide open with nobody around him. But Rodgers just kept his eyes in one particular place. Remember when it used to be if you had a safety over the top and it was only one, Aaron Rodgers would just eat you up, whether it was with James Jones or Jordy Nelson or Greg Jennings, whomever. And not anymore. Uh, he's become a very simple, locked-on-minded, habitual quarterback. And um, all this about, you know, I don't need off-season work. I don't need to do anything. It's, it's no, you do. And it's kind of like if you're going to – not that you have to go back and reinvent the wheel, but you got to get back and, and reinvent yourself a little bit. And not and remember the things you do well and accentuate the things and change the things that you do poorly. And there's some things that Aaron Rodgers did on a consistent basis this year, and he did them poorly, uh, to be honest with you. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, uh, go ahead. Charles says no creativity in the play calling. The offensive line stunk, which is a whole other um, discussion. And that was um remind me of the Jets game where the the offensive line just got their ass handed to them they got manhandled all night they were getting beat on three-man rush and four-man rush pretty consistently and then when they did finally start figuring a few things out that's when Dan Campbell and company and they brought the blitz and they were getting home Rodgers was under pressure under a three-man rush which is ridiculous Josh Nyman uh I you know obviously trying to come back from injury and such and just didn't seem to have it and he was Hutchinson. Hutchinson went against Josh Nyman on four different occasions, and on two of them he got home and got a sack. And that's how bad Josh Nyman was. And eventually he was replaced by Zach Tom at the end, uh, really kind of midway through the second quarter of that game. Uh, just a, a really poor night tonight all the way around for the Green Bay Packers in many different areas. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't think you make knee-jerk re- decisions right now. I don't think you I don't think you start firing people. I don't think you start trading people. I don't think you start cutting people. I, I think what you do is you sit back and you say, okay, what was good about this season? What happened? Um, well, you know, Quay Walker, other than the fact that he's got a temper and clearly it's gotten the best of him, I thought he showed himself pretty well this year and he got better over these last four or five games. Devontae Wyatt showed himself as a guy that when he gets a move and gets some push and he gets a guy that's as strong as him uh, up against him, he can bull rush people. He can knock people over. I think you got to find there. I still think you need to win in the trenches. I still think the offensive line and the defensive lines need to be bolstered. I think you need to find yourself a true tight end. You can't. Uh, you, no longer can you just run Robert Tanyan and Mercedes Lewis out there and say we got great tight ends because you don't. Your tight ends stink. Um, your wide receiving core is me- maybe mediocre. You've got a, a decent number one in Watson, but you don't utilize them nearly enough to make him a threat. Uh, and I said that the other day, and I said they don't have a downfield threat, and people crucified me. And it doesn't mean that he's not there. It just means that they don't use him. And when they do, it's overthrown, it's underthrown, he sees them too late. Uh, but it, they, there was teams like tonight, they didn't even re- – they had him one-on-one pretty much most of the night. There was no double team and a safety over the top. They didn't respect it. 
And they didn't play for that. They played for a lot of the checkdowns, which is what Aaron Rodgers does. That's what they played for. They played tough at the line of scrimmage. And I don't know what the play calling was with all the end arounds. With forcing the ball tonight to Alan Lazard, like he's some kind of a difference maker. Alan Lazard is nothing more than maybe a number three wide receiver and a guy at best. And yet they kept forcing the ball to him. I, I don't know why. He, he had the touchdown catch, don't get me wrong. But I have no idea why they kept doing that. So, um, you know, there, there's 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 so many things to this, there's so many layers of this onion that you got to take a look at. But uh, Packers fall today and get knocked off by the Detroit Lions, twenty to sixteen at Lambeau Field, and their season unfortunately comes to an end. And if you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Greg listening to us in Waukesha. Greg, how you doing today, man? What's going on? So Greg, you there? Yeah, go ahead. Pitchers and catchers report in how many days and um, bring on the Jordan Love era, era. That's what I have to say. You know, Bill, it really it really started bothering me when um, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't admit to anyone about the broken thumb. And, right. I, I, you know, I just I just found that to be a little bit atrocious and uh I know the press is the press, and they're going to ask them what they will, but it just really, really started to bother me when that happened because it was obvious that something something was was wrong this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I give credit to the Lions. The Lions played a good game. Um, I also think that... Uh, um, there needs to be some changes to uh well i hope Keyshawn nixon comes back and i oh yeah I, you got to sign him back yeah yeah you've got to sign him back but i i just think um the, there needs to be a change at quarterback i i i just do i and i you know rogers going to come back so that's not going to happen so i don't i don't know what to do rogers is going to come back you just need to fix some of the problems that are ailing you right now greg pleasure as always but i appreciate it when you talk about rogers though think about this they had the fourth and one call uh which was the uh the the chill alaska chill alaska which was an absolutely dumb call I, you, I have no idea why you would make that call again, forcing the ball at Alan Lazard. You get the ball on the interception down deep in Detroit territory. You end up taking it down inside. It's like first and goal. And, again, shotgun, empty backfield. You can't do anything with it. It's garbage calls. Aaron Jones gets the fumble. Rodgers takes a crucial delay of game penalty. He takes the crucial sack down inside the red zone. And then you get the penalty uh, also on that field goal that gives them yardage, moving them forward. It was just a really sloppy game tonight, but the the majority of the ineptitude was all on the Packers' offense tonight. It was all there. Um, this one's from Thomas. Just to say what you want, it's time to move on from Rodgers. Doesn't see the field. He's not accurate anymore. He is gone. Ty says he's dropped off the table. I've never seen a quarterback drop away this fast. Have you seen Russell Wilson? Just throwing it out there. In case you haven't, uh, in case you haven't noticed that, uh, so- Southern Dandy says, "Oh, by the way, his new name is Little Failure." Um, Jim says, "Tell me if I'm wrong. Since Lafleur has been the coach, the Packers look like they are not ready to play in the most meaningful games. Each, I, I'll stop you there. Yes, I agree with you. You and I are 100% in agreement on that. They look scared, and when they take a punch in the face, they have they've done this." Throughout Matt LaFleur's career, in big games, when they face controversy, when they have a fumble, when they remember, 
uh, go back to the Tampa game. Aaron Jones got hit. He fumbled, went out of the game. They looked scared and dead. Last year, you got Mercedes Lewis hit, fumble, dead, out of the game. Offensive line, they finally got it all back together, and they were getting their butt handed to him. And LaFleur refused to make a change. It was like he was a deer in the headlights, would not make a change. Tonight, you're running all these end arounds. Your fourth down play was terrible. Uh, Your delay of game penalties for getting the play in late was terrible. Your quarterback is yelling at guys. He had a terrible throw. Just threw it up to throw it up. And then he's yelling at guys. I understand you got to, as a wide receiver, you got to come back and get it. But when the guy's blocking you downfield and you don't have a way to actually get back, you may want to look at the quarterback and say, you underthrew that ball by quite a bit and I couldn't quite big, get back to get it. I mean, it, it just, it, it, it was a terrible, terrible performance tonight for a team that, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, but tonight when they were going to do the moment of uh, applause for DeMar Hamlin, when the teams came out, the, uh, the whole crowd, I mean, the stadium was just deafening. And, and in the press box, it's kind of like a church. You know, we're inside the glass. You don't hear a lot. You can hear a little bit of a roar of the crowd. But when, when the chant of Go Pack Go started, it was loud. The kickoff was loud. The first couple of series was loud. The field goal was loud. And after that, it's like the offense in that team just sucked a life out of its own fans. It was it was terrible. It was a terrible performance. And And... You know, like I said, I, I don't I don't sit here and blame the defense. Defense gave up 20 points. You know, they gave up 20 points, had some stupid penalties. But I said, if you score 20 points and you lose, you don't deserve to win. Same thing as last year. They, you know, they, they lost they, they lost by, was it 13? 13-7 or 13-6? They, they couldn't do anything. The offense sucks. Rodgers this year sucked. Period. End of story. And all this arrogance and all this sarcasm and this manifestation, and I'm on this different level and I'm on this different plane, it's all an excuse because you stink. Either you've dropped off or you've do, done something different. You believe you don't have to perform anymore. You don't have to practice anymore. You don't have to get with guys anymore. You don't have to have relationships anymore. Whatever it is, the bottom line is don't tell everybody what are you going to say now because right now your ass is sitting at home. 877 867 1670, you want to find us, go ahead and do so. Let's go to Peter listening to us in Toledo, Ohio. Peter, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Peter. Hey, Bill. Oh, okay. Is this Rebecca? Yeah, this is Rebecca. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Rebecca. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just want to reiterate what you've been saying about LaFleur. Um, He he folds in the big games. It's very evident. His whole team takes on his persona. And I'll tell you, if that was Mike Holmgren tonight, when Quay Walker did that for the second time, he would have had a hold of his face mask. He would be pointing at his head. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah, I, he, he would have he been doing a little yanking and saying, you can't tell me what to do. You can't go and rip other people uh, because well, of your own ineptitude. Yeah, and, and it's like the first time you can see it happen to Quay, but something did not get conveyed to that kid for it happened a second time. And because LeFleur right. just kind of, you know, kind of blows things off, He's kind of soft. I'm kind of tired of him. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's uh, the milk toast attitude and the fear of Aaron Rodgers is becoming quite evident. Rebecca, appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Thanks. Rebecca out in Madison joining us. Let's go to Greg, or excuse me, let's go to Mike listening to us in Whitewater. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Pretty sunken out there, Bill. It, uh, like you said, hitting a few of your points, you got those morons with the, uh, where have you ever seen a guy walk up and kick the ball? I know, right? <laughs> and then, and then I, he get a, a field goal out of it. And with, 
would have might have been, wasn't it the same way that um, uh, our kicker, it would have been like a 48-yarder, wouldn't it, instead yeah. of a chip shot? Right. Yeah, it would have been right on the edge. And kicking into the south end zone tonight really wasn't easy for either kicker, watching them warm up. Both guys were getting it just beyond 50 maybe. Uh, but I think they were, if you had to tell them to kick it 10 times beyond 50, 50 to 53 yards, they probably would have went five for five or five out of, you know, five out of 10 because they just and, weren't getting the job done consistently. And also, like you said, Bill, this was, you know, Rogers, he's throwing it up and it, it, it's like a, a gift. Either get me a penalty or my guy's going to go get it. But, right. you know, he missed uh, Jones in the end zone if he throws it far enough on one play. Or, like you said, they're throwing at the feet of the receivers after they missed Jones at one time, and instead of going for the first down, yeah, they went for it, but he threw it at Dobbs's feet to get the first yeah. down. And then, and then again, throw the ball, throw the ball. When you're down there inside the five-yard line and you can't, you got to settle for a field goal again. Right. No, just, I, I agree. You know, and then, like you said, uh, and uh, our boy getting thrown out of the game. I mean, well, how do you push somebody that ain't a player back? Yeah. When he looked pushed, right at him. Yeah. He's, that's twice he's pushed, um, you know, personnel on the field uh, rather than gotten into it with a player or somebody actually wearing the pay. I mean, you just can't lose your cool. You can't do that. No matter what anybody says to you, you can't do it. The most you got to do is turn around and look for an official and say, did you see that or hear that and see what the official says. But that that's about it. Well, and then uh, how about the uh, the pass and end around for the first down by the Lions? We don't have any any uh, creativity with no. LaFleur. It's the same you know, thing, same thing. Yeah, you know what, though, Mike, and I appreciate it as always, buddy. Um, the one thing I said coming into this game was that I didn't know what would be more dangerous. Would be the Lions fighting for a playoff spot or the Lions not? Because the Lions not, they're gonna, they pulled out the flea flicker to throw the touchdown pass that ended up getting – uh, the hands to the face or the holding call or what the holding call. So they pulled that out and we thought they'd use something like that. And then they use another trick play to pick up a first down in a very crucial moment. And, you know, like I said, kudos to Dan, Dan Campbell. He said he was going to come in. They had, they felt disrespected by Aaron Rodgers. They stated that specifically by Aaron Rodgers. They, because of some of the things that he had said, he, they felt disrespected by him. They felt like they're a team on the rise, a good group of guys that they've gotten together. And in addition to that, they were going for the first time since 2017 to end up over 500 with respectability. I mean, all of that fell into place for Dan Campbell tonight and the Detroit Lions. And so regardless of whether they were fighting for a playoff spot tonight, they were up for this game. They were up more. I, I'll say this. The Packers defensively brought spirit. The Packers special teams bring spirit. And the, the, the Packers offensively, they look the way that kind of their leader looks, if that makes sense. And and they just very slow, very methodical, very plodding, very, you know, they always want to be very cerebral in what they do. There's not a lot of energy there. It, it just, it, it, it looked that way tonight, unfortunately. 877-867-1670. A whole lot of people over on the Bud Light live stream, and thanks to everybody watching us there. We are brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. We're going to come back. Got a lot more to get to. Packers knocked off. Their season comes to an end. Could this be the end? We'll talk more about it when we come back right after this. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. We are broadcasting live. We're at the uh, Green Bay house tonight, hanging out for our uh, final broadcast here in Green Bay. And I want to say thanks to everybody here for uh, hanging out with us as well. Uh, Got a lot of people that are on the Bud Light live stream, as a matter of fact. So thanks to everybody that's over there. Um, This is from from Point Dave, who says uh, the Green Bay Packers have been celebrated off their field now far too many times. At some point, you have to start thinking about Matt LaFleur in his job. Uh, which, you know what, you know, the, there's talk about Mike Vrabel losing his job. And Vrabel's had continuous success. Now, I don't think he will. Obviously, when you lose your quarterback, that makes a huge difference. We saw it with Mike McCarthy and company. But uh, when, you, when you're when you on pace to put yourself into the postseason and you, your quarterback goes down, you've got one of the better running backs in the league, and all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, <laughs> on the outside looking in just because you lose a quarterback. But and not only do you lose, but you lose, what, five, six, seven straight. Yeah, I mean, there's some people in the what-have-you-done-for-me world lately that could say Vrabel could lose his team. So Vrabel's going to lose his team, a guy that is extremely fundamentally sound as a head coach. I mean, he'll find a job almost immediately, I'm sure, but they're talking about the possibility of him losing a job. So I would think after this season that Matt the, the you get the hall pass, I think, this year. I think this year is the hall pass. But next year, I'll tell you this, I go back to when Matt LaFleur first came into Green Bay, and he really kind of, while he built the relationship with Aaron Rodgers, there were times where Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to get away with things, and he kind of laid the law down to everybody, not just Rodgers, but everybody. Uh, this year, he kind of he kind of wilted. He was the, he was the soft flower. And uh, it was as if he was being dictated to rather than dictating to the team. And a lot of the play calling and such was just and, – and, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, Luke Getze, loosen those two guys as well. Um, you know, it's – it's uh, you know, when you lose your brain trust, it's tough to build all of a sudden relationships where maybe they weren't before in the same style. So do I think that Matt LaFleur is going to lose, lose his job? No, but I think he lost his hall pass. I think this game and this season – uh, kind of cost him his hall pass, if that makes sense. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to uh, let's go to Gerard. Gerard, listening to us in uh, up in uh, the New York, New Jersey area, as always up in Delaware. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Bill. Uh, look, um, again, Detroit dictated on punt formation. Green Bay had to keep their defense in because they didn't know yep. what they were going to do. Okay, in every phase of the game, Detroit dictated that game. Uh, I, I don't get this with, you know, look, Rogers is old. He's tremendous Hall of Fame, great player, everything, whatever. He hasn't won in 12 years. I, I keep hearing, and with all respect to you, Bill, he gives us the best chance to win. He hasn't won, though. He hasn't in 12 years. He's blown I, it last year, you know, and with all. Go ahead, Gerard. Okay, Do we you, lose know, him? you know what I'm yeah, saying? Go ahead. So, no, I, I I agree. The last couple of years, the last three years now, you can look at the play of Aaron Rodgers, and it's not solely Aaron Rodgers, but you can look at the play of Aaron Rodgers, and you can say, where was the leader? Where was the guy that looked yeah. so good and so sharp in those in those previous you know playoff appearances to get that team there? And instead, when you needed him the most, he wilted away the, 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 the fastest and had, I mean, went down with no fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's over this, I mean, and then after the game, I don't want to get into that. Here's what I want to get into. You know, there has to be major changes. Now, Lewis, I kept tweeting this out. Where was Lewis? Again, Detroit dictated. Lewis didn't come back into the fourth quarter, to the middle Mm -hmm. of the fourth quarter. Where was he? 
Where was his blocking when when Tom and, and Nyman were getting it handed to him? Where was he on that side? He wasn't in the game. Because they yeah, they were the uh, in the passing thing. Look, again, Detroit dictated on that thing. So, look, I don't – look, as far as I'm concerned, this is not a knee-jerk. I've seen every pack of great quarterback go into the sunset, okay, every single one of them. Now, I'm going to tell you, I would move them. I would if, – if the price, if you get what you want, if you get two twos, uh, two ones and two twos, he's gone, okay? Now, look, think about this, all Packer fans. I said before this season I would have traded them to Denver. I would have got that back. Think of the package you would have got for Denver. So, I, you know, in my, my opinion, Bill, with all due respect to everybody, I don't want to hear that. I've heard all these guys say he gives you the best chance to win. He hasn't won. It's like a 40-year-old Muhammad Ali. Well, why is he in the ring? Well, he gives you the best chance to become heavyweight right. champion. No, I, I understand that. Yeah, no, I get it, Gerard. Appreciate the phone call. I get that. My, set, my, my call is, is not necessarily that he's winning. But if I had to take the two in big game moments until, you know, now I say until he proves me wrong, but Rodgers would be the guy I would take. I do have to start questioning after what we saw this year out of Aaron Rodgers, who's having an an average year to a below average year for an Aaron Rodgers year, but an average year midway kind of in the rest of the NFL. So he's still better than quite a few of the quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's my point was – if Aaron Rodgers suddenly becomes Aaron Rodgers in some way, shape, or form, and who knows how bad the thumb is, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's maybe that was the sole reason that he was so off all season long, and you know, he, it heals up and he comes back next year and he starts winging it and looking like the old Aaron Rodgers. But the last time he was doubted, the last time people said, "Ah, he's done, he's washed up, he's he's starting to fall off the cliff," he came back and won back-to-back MVPs. I'm I'm not ready to throw him to the curb. But I also think that I got to look them in the eye and say things have to change, and if there's an unwillingness to change, then yeah, I'd move them. I, I wouldn't have a problem doing it. But you got to remember, when you do, that's going to bring on a whole bunch of monetary ramifications that you're going to have to take at least one season or two. And as a fan, you're going to have to be willing to just kind of watch it culminate that way. You got to eat that because there's going to be a lot of money in many different players that you're going to have to make. Because I can guarantee it. Because after that, if you if you move Rodgers, you're not going to keep Bakhtiari. You know, I know good left tackles are hard to find, but Zach Tom is a hell of a left tackle, and you might as well go ahead and start grooming him. And whether or not Yash Nyman's going to be a good right tackle, you have to wait and see. You're probably going to have to go to the draft again and or free agency there to get another right tackle because Yash Nyman got it handed to him by Aiden. You know, Hutchinson tonight just ate him up. Four plays against Yash Nyman, two of which were sacks, statistically speaking. So you're going to have to make some decisions. If you decide to trade him, that's, that's it. That's it, you know. You, you gotta you gotta start moving something now it's not going to be a mass rebuild that's it's not going to happen but what's going to happen will be at least a year of down where you're kind of hoping to cause see what you got and some of the young guys play for jobs play for contracts and such and you start to really kind of because then you're going to think about adrian amos you're going to think about what you're going to do with savage you're going to think about what you're going to do uh eventually with uh kenny clark because his contract although he just signed he's going to have a couple more years in that and then do you want to move him do you want to give him another one do you want to move that spot do you start drafting for that you know what i mean and then obviously you gotta you gotta look at a whole other slew of stuff. You know, Mason Crosby. I mean, this was probably Mason Crosby's last game. You know, Mason Crosby. I mean, it, you know, what a way to go out. Something we talked about could Rogers or couldn't Rogers, but one of the other things nobody talked about, sadly, 
is was this Mason Mason Crosby's last game? Stay tuned. We got another hour yet to go. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. We're going to hear from Mike Clements and you still. Stay right where you're at. We'll be back right after this. on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, and I wish I had better news, but the Green Bay Packers, their season comes to an end. They ended up getting knocked off. They uh, they get beat by uh, by the Detroit Lions. Lions' first season since 2017 that they ended up with a winning season. So not a bad way for them. Uh, and after their year on hard knocks and becoming fan favorites of many, they uh, they kind of felt it this year, and they're a team on the uptick after last year being 8-8 eight and eight, uh, as well. But uh, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, there's a lot of questions. One of the disappointing things tonight was there was a lot of talk about will he or will he not come back in Aaron Rodgers, and he needs to take time. One of the guys that didn't get a chance to really kind of absorb the moment and get some of the accolades was Mason Crosby. We probably – have seen Mason Crosby's uh, last game at Lambeau Field and last game of his career. And uh, that's one thing to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Uh, but uh, this could all be the end of an era for the back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. This could be the end of the era for uh, consistent winning and consistently being picked to win, and uh, we'll see. But uh, I'll tell you this, um, we were just talking about cold weather. Rodgers doesn't look like a cold-weather quarterback anymore, you know? Um, go back to the game against uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple of years ago. He looked bad. Go back to last year in that snow globe game. He looked bad. And then obviously tonight in a must-win situation in January, he looked bad. You know, and, and here's the other thing, and I know some people are saying you can't come down on Rodgers. Yes, I can because Rodgers took a lot of, uh, a lot of adulation and a lot of the, the, the praise for many years in his career. And never backed away from it. So you cannot, you know, you cannot sit here and say, well, it's not all on him. I'm not saying that. But he's the leader of the team. He has, Not only is he the leader, he's a quarterback. He has to take more. He just has to. And when you come out looking lethargic, when you come out and you don't look, you don't look fired up. You don't, this is a big game. And it just, it didn't look like he was there. The monotone, monotone of discussion and we've all seen some things in commentary outside of the building and four and eight and five and eight and six and eight and nobody's worried about the Packers and blah 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 and what are you going to say now well what we're going to say is you stunk you stunk and you're one of the big reasons that your team is sitting home that's what we're going to say so when you point out the ineptitude of people that tend to doubt you and then you can't live up to that that's on you that's not on anybody else that's those are exactly his words from last week uh, against uh, coming out of the Minnesota Vikings game 
877-867-1670. You want to find us, do it. 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open. We'll get to you as soon as we can. Got a lot of emails coming in. Got a lot of people on the Bud Light live stream we want to get to. Uh, Isaac saying, all I'm saying is let's really get uh, some players uh, keep failing to, he says he uh, the Packers keep failing to add specific players uh, that he would like to see come in. Uh, <laughs> Heightened Zone says R-E-L-A-X. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. Um, always a lack of passion. Blame the head coach. Tasman says, uh, have you ever seen Matt LaFleur? Oh, I've seen Matt LaFleur, and I've, I've heard Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur this year uh, would cure insomnia in many ways. Uh, between him and Joe Barry, oh, my God. Um, you know, those two guys uh, in the monotone, and then you throw Aaron Rodgers into that. that yeah, you could never sit outside of their office with their door closed and hear any of them speak. You could never eavesdrop on any of those conversations. Uh, Mike says Rodgers was the one that misread the interception. That was terrible. Um, uh, Aaron has to take uh, blame because it was 100% on him. Uh, No passion. Uh, Jason says, uh, please, come on, people. Jordan Love uh, is straight up trash. He's not trash. We just don't know what he is. What what they know behind closed doors. Let me start. let Let me talk about this for a second. What they know behind closed doors. Is Jordan Love is a good quarterback. He is he's grown in the system. He's aged nicely, but you don't know if he can win, and that's the difference. He can come out and look good. He had two good series in a Philadelphia game. Nobody's denying that. But I go back to the Kansas City game when he took the starters reps that week and looked terrible. Then throughout the entire la- second half of the season last year for those nine weeks, he took all the starters reps in practice and Rodgers came in and played in the games because, remember, Rodgers had the, quote, COVID toe. So he got all the starters reps. And then in the game at the end of the season against Detroit, when he knew he was going to play and be the guy in the second half, um, he, he didn't look good there either. And they ended up losing that game. And then this season he comes out and looks okay in the preseason. There was nothing great. There was nothing terrible. It was just very average. And then came out and looked pretty good in those two series against Philadelphia. And suddenly everybody wanted to put him in. My argument is is that's fine, but two series does not a career make. And and don't act like it does. He looked better. They know what they have behind closed doors. But the biggest question for Jordan Love is, can from beginning point A to point B, can he win you a game? Is he the guy to go to win two minutes? Is he the guy to go to? And you don't know till he's in it. Okay, I'm not saying he can't. All I'm saying is you don't know. So to say that he's absolutely positively the way to go, I don't know if I'd, I'd give that take. I, I just have trepidation about just throwing it out there and saying he's the guy. You know, now, if you trade Rodgers away and you're going to kind of start things over and you're going to do certain things, yeah, you know, no problem. That's going to be what you're going to do anyway. But you got to make a decision on this guy. Um. 877-867-1670. Uh, Denny says, uh, average, we ended up the season below average. They ended up the season below average in quite a few categories. Uh, defensively, they started to rise towards the end of the season, but we all know for the majority of the season. And I said this coming into the game because there was a lot of people that asked about the defense. And I said, you know, I can't unsee what they did in Detroit uh, back during the, the regular season. I can't unsee the way the defense played against Philadelphia and giving up all of those third downs and the running third downs by Jalen Hurts where they just flat out couldn't tackle and there was 22 missed tackles. I couldn't see the way the offensive line got their ass whipped in the trenches by the Jets. I couldn't unsee the lackluster play that they had over in London after all the talk about being a work uh, trip and such and then right away Aaron Rodgers says, no, I'd like to go to a few pubs, almost undercutting the words of his own head coach 
and uh, and and he looked like it. He looked like they would much rather be somewhere else rather than playing that football game. And then obviously he injured the thumb, and everything began to trickle out of out of out of hand from there. So there's a lot of layers to this season. It wasn't one thing specifically, but it was enough to make things make things go bad. And uh, Watcher says it's going to be a long off season. It is. It's going to be a long off season. The one thing that I hope that is not long about this off season is the uh, is the decision and the correspondence via Rogers, the team, uh, notification that, you know, he's coming back, he's committed and such. We were just sitting here talking uh, off the air that I said, the one thing that I want is if I'm Brian, how would I handle the offseason? And I said, if I'm Brian Gudikins, this is what I do. I say, hey, go away. You got a couple of weeks. Go do your thing. A couple of weeks, maybe a month. Go do your thing. But then I'm going to come out and see you. And then you drive out or you fly out or you take a boat, whatever it is you need to do, whatever rivers you need to go up and down, whatever beach you have to find him on. But you go out and talk to Aaron Rodgers and you say, are you committed? Yes or no? And if he says, well, I want to do this, I want to do that, I say, I'd say, are you coming to the OTAs? Are you coming to the mini camps? And here's the reason why. Yeah, it's an off season, but you're getting paid $50 million a year. Not, not a season, $50 million a year to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. If you're not all fully committed, then I'm trading you. So get ready, and then you go ahead and start start shopping them around. But if you're committed, if you want to come in, if you want to work with Christian Watson, want to work with Romeo Dubs, want to work with Samari Torre, want to work with Matt LaFleur, want to sit down and, and, and be around a, an Algonquin roundtable of football to get this thing better and put this train back on the track for a run or two at it, then I'm all in. I, I'm 100% in and behind you. But if you're going to give me the hemming and hawing and you want to be on beaches and feeling 100 hands and you want to go to mountaintops and, you know, you want to take time off to go meet Dalai Lamas and all that kind of that's fine. I'm not – there's nobody that's going to argue with you about that. You've earned that right to do that. But when it comes to me paying you to be the leader of this team, I'm not paying you to be the leader for only seven months or six months or eight months. I'm paying you to be the leader for a year, for two years. That's what your contract states. It doesn't state the season. It states years. How many years is your contract? $50 million a year buys me a lot of your ass outside of the uh, outside of the facility and outside of the season and you need to come in and be a leader and if you're not going to be a leader and you're going to be this philosophical zen master where all this you know this manifestation of love and hugs and my ass you go out and you beat somebody up that's what we need you to do and if you're not going to do it then you don't need to be the quarterback in green bay anymore and that's the way your career in green bay is going to end that's what i would do that's what i would do 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 if you want to find us please feel free Go ahead and do so. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? How are you? I'm doing uh, good, Mike. What's on your mind? Well, Bill, let me tell you something. You stole the words out of my mouth. I, before the game, my buddy was calling me up. He lives up in Wisconsin. He's a Packer fan like me. He says, oh, man, the Lions lost. This is great. They got nothing to play for. I said, no. I said, they are going to be spoiler, and they're going to pull. They have nothing to lose. They could they could play trick plays. I said, they're going to go for it on fourth down. I said, it's more dangerous to me than if, like, so I agree with you, what you said. But, Bill, you know, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but going back four or five weeks ago, if I had known in the future, of course, we could all say this, if the Packers, if we knew they weren't going to make it, it would have been nice to see Jordan Love not, I know I know you couldn't play him because they were still in it. And like Roger says, I'm I'm playing until we're eliminated. So he played the last game like he said. That was the right thing to do. But mm-hmm. it's kind of a shame that we didn't – if they were going to get eliminated, it wasn't going to be four or five weeks ago because I would have really loved to see Jordan right. Love out there because at least that way you know what we have, right? We know what we have going into next year because, I mean, he's not going to want to sit on the bench another year. Now, now if Rodgers comes back – 
I cannot foresee Love being here. And then you're going to have to draft a quarterback probably in this spring's draft. Uh, I'll, I'll hang up and listen, but what do you think about that? And I, and I got to also say one other thing, though. I'm disgusted with the coaches. Everybody says, oh, Joe Barry, Joe Barry. But like I said, Matt LaFleur has been riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's got this great record, the great record in December. No, Aaron Rodgers has a great record. The Packers weren't winning because – of Matt LaFleur. They were winning because of Aaron Rodgers. And now when Rodgers screws up and they lose, Mr. LaFleur don't look so good. So when, I'll hang up and look yeah. what you say, Bill. But thanks All for right, taking buddy. my call. Appreciate it. Um, the, the, I'll say this about Matt LaFleur, I, and I don't know what the correlation or what the, the percentage of blame goes, but the, the play calling this year at times, I would give him credit and I'd say, man, spot on. You know, get him, get him under center. He's one of the best play action quarterbacks in the league do more of it more movement more motion and such and then all of a sudden it became shotgun left shotgun right third and two so might as well go five wide it, it just it was it looked like mike mike mccarthy's mike mccarthy's you know play calling uh jason says you can't just trade him he has uh, no he doesn't have a no trade clause jason he's only got a certain say in it but he doesn't have a specific no trade clause just an fyi uh just so you know uh we went through this a couple of months ago when uh, people got into that discussion, there's not a specific clause in there, as far as we know. Um, but I, but yeah, the, I don't know what if, if it was Rogers wanting to do certain things, or they were keeping him out from under center because of the thumb, which I would assume a little bit had to do with it. But it just the, the play calling was very predictable, you know, especially when you get inside the red zone where they continued to stall uh, on a, almost a regular basis here de- towards the end of the season. The offense was the biggest concern coming in. I didn't have a lot of concern with the defense because if the offense gets up a couple of scores, that defense is going to win you games. We saw it happen last week. You get up a couple of scores, you know, it is what it is, you know. 877-867-1670, you want to find us, do so. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Uh, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers at the podium. We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers as well. Got a lot to get to. We also got uh, Brandon from the north side of Milwaukee. We got Cody. We got Peter. We got all kinds of people on hold. Stay tuned. Uh, we are broadcasting live in Green Bay at the Green Bay House, as a matter of fact. They do a lot of charitable work. They raised about $9,000 last week for Sierra Delta, which does a lot for service animals for uh, veterans uh, that are physically in need of service animals. So they do a lot of stuff. They raised a lot of money here. We th- thought we'd come back this week. So uh, a lot of good stuff going on over here at the Green Bay House. And who knows, maybe this is going to become some kind of a some kind of a home here next year for us uh, before it's all said and done. But uh, and everybody over in the Bud Light live stream and there's we had uh, at one point thousands of people watching uh, and a whole lot more than that uh, as of right now. But uh, thanks to everybody for watching over in the Bud Light live stream. Stay tuned. We got more coming up. Phone calls, more of your tweets, emails and over in the Bud Light live stream as well. We'll be back after this. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This year, the uh, the Green and Gold Postgame Show presented by Bud Light. They've been with us now 22 years. Thanks to Bud Light for being a part of the program and another season of covering the Green Bay Packers. We certainly appreciate it. Bud Light, again, the official beer sponsor of the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Packers knocked off by the Detroit Lions in somewhat sad fashion, but they get knocked off 20-16 to 16 at Lambeau Field. Their season comes to an end. The Lions go to 9-8. and eight. The Packers finish the season at 8 
and nine. They finish a game behind the Lions, which means they are third place in the NFC North. The only team worse than them was the horrific Chicago Bears, who uh, just had an absolutely positively awful season. So um, Packers have a lot of work to do if they're going to try to climb back into this thing. Uh, let's get a, a couple of phone calls before we have before we get to Matt Lafleur. Let's do this. Uh, let's go to Brandon, listening from the north side, from Milwaukee's north side. Brandon, how you doing, man? Brandon, you there? Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Hey, Bill. Yeah, can go you ahead. Hear me? I got you. Oh, oh, okay. I just got a quick question. Uh, love the show, by the way. Long time listener. But Thank I you. was just wondering. Why every time when Aaron Rodgers is, like, under pressure and the game is on the line, why why does it seem like he just likes to heave the ball up just like he did last year against uh, the 49ers and it got picked? And he did the same thing tonight and it got picked and it basically cost the game. Do you think that if Jordan Love was in the game, do you think that he would have done the same thing? And I'll listen no. to your comments off the air. Thank no, I appreciate it, man. And thanks for no, thanks for listening for a long time. I certainly appreciate it. I don't think so. Um, veterans do things out of veteran experience, and uh, people, you know, players that have not played a lot do kind of what they're told, and they try to make things work in a particular way. Um, do I do I think that he wouldn't have thrown an interception? No, I couldn't say, but I don't think he just wails it up to wail it up. But we've seen rookie quarterbacks this year that have made some really boneheaded plays where they just thought, well, I'm just going to throw it up and let my guy go make a play, and it's nowhere near uh, the receiver. The receiver doesn't have the ability to come back and make a play, much like we saw tonight, and uh, it ends up getting picked. Do I think that it, you know Jordan Love wouldn't have thrown an interception tonight? That I can't say. But in that particular play with the game on the line, I, most young quarterbacks aren't going to just wail it to wail it. You know what I mean? Because... They're, they're doing anything everything they can to execute the play that is called. And uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you freelance, you do your own thing. Everybody knows that. But um, I, I think Rodgers, sometimes he's, again, the smartest guy in the room, and he knows what everybody's supposed to be doing and where they're supposed to be and where he wants them to be, and they're supposed to be on him, his same wavelength. We saw that with Alan Lazard. Um, we saw that with uh, go to go back to the Chicago game where Randall Cobb was wide open and Rodgers threw it downfield and it was a terrible overthrow. And you come to find out that Cobb and Rodgers have this thing that if there's wide open field downfield or in front of you, you take off. Well, Cobb stopped because the defender was only about 10 yards behind him. He wanted to give Rodgers a big window to throw into and Rodgers just completely overthrew him because Rodgers wanted him to do something else. The same thing with Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard ran a route. Started out as the slot. Uh, Christian Watson, I think I think it was Christian Watson, went deep, drew the coverage back, and then the zone opened up. Lazard saw the zone wide open, sat in the zone, turned around, and waited for the football. Well, Rodgers saw the wide open field down ahead of him and threw it down there and ultimately threw a pick because he threw it where he wanted Lazard to be rather than Lazard doing exactly what it is you're supposed to do as a wide receiver, and that is run off the coverage, get to the zone, and as soon as you see the opening in the zone, you sit, you plant, and you wait, and Rodgers overthrew him. So it's hard to say. I mean, maybe Jordan Love makes that throw because he throws it to the open zone, but then again, Rodgers has been doing it so long and expects certain things from other players that he has a different level of playing consciousness, I guess, for lack of a better term. So I, th- to say that I don't know, 
But I do know one thing, that uh, th- there has to be a full commitment from everybody to be back in. I, I, this was rather interesting, and I want to I get to this email real quick. This is from our buddy Dave. He said, hey, Bill, maybe four to six weeks ago, you said something to the effect of the front office needs to tell Aaron that they, they're not bringing, quote, his buddies back any longer, and he's not going to dictate what they do. He's a player. He needs to play. That will be a good start this offseason. I did say that, but I said it in a different way. I didn't say that you're a player. Sit down. Shut up. What I said was I, exactly what I'm saying to you now. And that is, I t- if I'm Brian Gutekinst, uh, and I'm going to be the general manager with Matt LaForma, tell Matt LaForma to handle this. And because you got to wrap your arms around this thing. And you got to go to Aaron and say, you take a little time, you do what you need to do, we're going to support you. But we, I want to let you know, we are going to talk, and we are going to make some decisions uh, here in the next three weeks, four weeks, whatever it may be. And then you go and see him. You don't have him come to you. You go and see him. You sit down and you have a very frank, a very honest, and as he always says, he wants to be treated like a, a person. He wants to be treated in consideration and such. So you go there and you say, this is what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm going to ask you. And if he says he's, he's coming back, then great. Say, this is what I want from you. And I, I want to know if you're all in. Are you in? Are you coming back? Are you going to be a leader? I'm paying you for the entire office. I'm paying you $50 million, okay? That doesn't just buy me the regular season. I'm paying you for everything. So you're coming back. You're going to help mentor these guys. You're going to help get them on the same page, spend some time with them, get to know them, get to know their idiosyncrasies, some things that they're good at, some things that they're not. These are the guys you keep turning around and yelling at not to be because they're not on the same page with you. Well, damn it, if you're going to – the high tide raises all ships, but you've got to go down and get under the boat to raise the boat. So this is what I would tell him to do. And if he doesn't want to do it and he feels like he doesn't have to, he can let Cobby coach him up, and then I'm going to be like, you know what? It has been a great career. We thank you for everything you've done. Treat him like a complete, the, the, the special Hall of Famer that he is and say, but we are going to trade you away because we need commitment. Because if we're going to put this kind of money and resources and effort into putting all of this into one boat for a year or two, possibly at the sacrifice of years down the road, I need you. And if he doesn't want to commit to that, then he's the one that's kind of forcing your hand. And that's all you got to do, you know? And then in the other sense, I, I also think that I'm going to have a conversation with Matt LaFleur and say, Matt, I don't know where your cojones went, but you better get them back because <laughs> this isn't going to cut it. Not in Green Bay, it's not. So if Rodgers is coming back, you guys better own this. And I don't want to see you kowtowing. I don't want to see you monotone. I don't want to see you, you know, speaking softly and all your cliches. And you're going to look at the tape, and that's unacceptable. The only reason it's unacceptable is because you didn't do it. So I don't want to hear it anymore. It's all excuses. It's all crap. It's all cliche. Things have to change. 877-867-1670, 877-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Again, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Cody. Cody, welcome to the program and the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Hey, how's it going? Doing good, Cody. What's up? So, yeah, just kind of, you know, speculation about everything now with Rodgers. Everything's up in the air right now. Um, just kind of looking at how he exited the field, you kind of have a, a sense or a feeling that he kind of knows this might be his last time in Lambeau. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was with Cobb and that. Cobb's been best friend with him for how long now? Um, but you just got the sense that how he was looking, how he's reacting. He was walking out of the tunnel. One thing I noticed was uh, one of the camera people, I know it's a sensitive time in that for him after a big loss like this, but he kind of shoved one of the camera people away from him, kind of said, stay behind me. Um, so, you know, just a little speculation. Do we go to Jordan Love now? Because um, eventually you're going to have to face the um, inevitable that you're going to have to move on from Rodgers. 
um, whether it's this year or it's next year. But if you move away, um, you don't move away this year, you could possibly lose in Jordan Love, which you traded up to get him. Let's try him out. Let's see what he looks like. Um, that's kind of my first comment. Second comment is, you know, the Packers just this season, I don't really remember a game that um, besides maybe the Vikings game, I don't really know a game that they really played a full four quarters. It was tough to see them play a full four quarters throughout the entire year. What are your thoughts? I 100% agree. They never played a full game all season long, not even in the, in the Vikings game. I mean, the defense did, but the offense didn't. They, they didn't fire on all cylinders. The offense had, I mean, remember, the offense only put up 20 points last week. You know, I mean, now, granted, they had a couple of opportunities because the defense took one back for a score and then gave the ball right back to the Vikings. And same thing with special teams. But the defense only scored 20 points last week. And their defense, their offense stalled a couple of times. So uh, I don't think they played a full game. I think that was as close to a full game as they could have played. But, uh, you know, again, I, I agree with you. Not one time this season. Appreciate the phone call, too, by the way. Uh, not one time this season did they play a full game. 100% agree. Uh, I know it's taking a little bit longer tonight because uh, this is just a different kind of end of the season. This is a little bit longer night, so we're going to wait for Mike Clemens here in a little bit. Rogers spoke. LaFleur spoke. We're going to hope to get some of that on coming up here in a little bit. Stay tuned. I'm going to take a quick break, come back, uh, and whatever comes, comes. Uh, 20 to 16, the Packers get knocked off by the Detroit Lions. You can keep hitting us up, 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us over on the YouTube uh, channel, on Twitch TV. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on many different platforms. Uh, the Real Bill Michaels over on Instagram. Plenty of ways to track us down. 20 to 16 is the final. We've got more right after this. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. season now comes to an end I, I want to do this I want to get to this real quick uh, because we're not going to have a ton of time but Matt LaFleur uh, just finished speaking shortly uh, just a short while ago and I, I want to at least hear part of this uh, this is Matt LaFleur talking to the media just after the game let's take a listen there you go that was Matt LaFleur talking to the media after the game and not a not a lot of satisfactory answers there I guess uh, we can kind of dissect it a little bit when we come back also Mike Clemens when we come back we'll talk with Mike who is actually over in Lambeau Field coming out of the locker room as we speak stay tuned one more segment to go before we uh, call it a season ourselves the Packers get knocked off by the Detroit Lions 20 to 16 the season to end we've got more of the Green Gold postgame show presented by Bud Light coming up next this is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. segment of the green and gold postgame show for the 2022-2023 season 
uh, now culminates. Uh, let's go over to uh, Lambeau Field. Our guy, Mike Clemens, standing by. Michael, uh, first of all, it, it's been a hell of a year, and we didn't think we'd be to this point anyway. But, uh, man, what a disappointing end to this season and the way they went out. At halftime, Bill, I tweeted out, you know, a week ago at this time, we were up against the NFC North champions, the Packers were, 27-3. But the difference was you had seven points from a kick return from Keyshawn Nixon. You had seven points from a pick six from Darnell Savage. So that's 14 points. And tonight it was like 9-6. And so once again, in this stretch, the offense is kind of exposed. And even Aaron Rodgers said, you know, we didn't get that kick tonight from special teams or on defense, and it took us too long to get offense going, particularly breakdowns on third down in the red zone. On the other side, the Lions were 1-6, then they beat you 5-15-9 at Ford Field, and then they went 7-2 and two coming in tonight. The Lions finished with a, losing, with a winning record of 9-8, and eight, but they're not going to the playoffs either because of the Seattle win. And so uh, Dan Campbell, a guy who we were all laughing at when he took over the job and you know, his, his lines about breaking kneecaps and all that. This guy has got an exciting team going into next season. And here's what uh, Dan Campbell said after the win and his team's effort against Green Bay. They played their ass off. They were ready for this game. And, uh, you know, they wanted to prove something, and they did that. And, and uh, this team has just hung in there all year long. I said it. It's a special group. And, it's, and the hard part of this is that it's over for this season because it is a special group, you know. And... Uh, but hey, that's uh, if you got to go down that one. If it's the last one for the season, then man, uh, what better way to go out than than that for 2022? You know, Mike uh, Jared Goff played a, a pretty good game. Didn't turn the ball over, and in addition to that, they did some scoreboard watching. And you know, most it was interesting because they had the game of the Seahawks up on the big screen inside Lambeau Field, as if to say, "Look, you're going to have nothing to play for." And I kept saying. I don't think it matters to this group. I think they're going to go out because they felt, one, disrespected by some of the comments of Aaron Rodgers. Two, is the first time in a long time they're going to be over 500. And just Dan Campbell, he's got that influence, and they wanted to beat the Green Bay Packers and knock the Packers out of the postseason. I, I, they had a lot of reasons to come in and play hard. Fans heard the Lions talking about Aaron Rodgers' comments, and no one seemed here to remember that after the Packers lost in Detroit, after the game, Aaron said, you know, we can't be losing to a team like that. That's, that's right. what he put out there. Well, guess what? Dan Campbell turned that into bulletin board material, and he drilled it and drilled it and drilled it into this team. So even though that their season was technically over with when they saw the Seahawks beat the Rams, Jared Goff was asked, did he have any concern that his teammates would lose their edge going into the game tonight? Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that was ever the concern for us. We've been playing with an edge uh, since we were 1-6, and six and felt, you know, everyone said our season was over, and uh, we traded TJ, and everyone wrote that, you know, we're mailing it in, and, um, and I love TJ. He's going to do fantastic in Minnesota, but, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things said throughout the year that... Uh, you know, Mike, uh, it was also Jamal Williams, uh, you know, coming back to Lambeau Field. Obviously, he was uh, feeling good about this team coming in. He, he kind of wanted to have a good showing back here again after uh, being, you know, not necessarily let go. It's just they just didn't want to pay him. So they, they said, go ahead and find another deal. And he did. And he found a home over in Detroit. Yeah. And after that one and six start, he had a hell of a season. He got his first 1,000-yard season as a NFL running back in his sixth year. 
He tied a Barry Sanders touchdown record. He's been leading the league in touchdowns. I've got it to 16 tonight. And uh, we talked to Jamal, and he said that this game for him was more than revenge against playing his old team, the Packers, that this was an emotional game for him personally. Like, the only thing I can really think about is, like, family members that um, have passed away, and I, I really just dedicated this game for them. Like, I've had a lot of a lot of stuff happen to me in my life lately, like just my dad and my great-grandfather um, passing away. So it's just been a lot, and my heart has been heavy for a little bit. But, you know, I've, I've always tried to just smile and make sure I, I'm there for my team and being a great teammate. So, And I'm grateful for them for just being my brothers and just understanding, you know, what I've been through. I, I try to keep it quiet, not put my business out there like that, but... I just had to make sure I let them know, you know, this game was very special to me. I'm um, just grateful for my teammates for how they came out, just kept playing, fighting, and um, I'm just grateful to be on part of this team. Now, Mike, it, it uh, here we go because the offseason now begins. The dance with Aaron Rodgers now begins. Uh, I can hear, I think it's the clash in my head, uh, the song Should I Stay or Should I Go <laughs> starting to play in my head. So here we go, man. Exactly. So tonight I got the binoculars on. Final gun. The teams come across to the middle of the field, shake hands. Aaron Rodgers walks off the field with Randall Cobb arm in arm. And a, you know, a report you know, from our friend Larry down on the sideline said uh, that there was tears in the eyes. Maybe it's for sure it's the last game for Randall Cobb. He's sort of been hinting at that. I get to the elevators from the press box. The visitors, the Lions coaching staff gets in the visitors' lock uh, elevator, and one of the guys shots out to know, yeah, you can't lose to a team like that three times, right? So he's throwing yeah. back the Rodgers line. The Packers coaching staff could hear it across the hallway in their elevator, and one guy said, yeah, real classy. I tweeted this out. And then the Lions staff replied, well, that's what your quarterback said, and the doors closed. Like, oh, oh right. man. Wow. And then Aaron Rodgers, here he is. 15 years later, 15 years after Favre, started kind of asking those Shakespearean questions. Should I stay or should I go? Do I feel like I have anything left to prove to myself? Do I want to go back and gear up for another grind? Or is it time? Is it time to step away? Is it time for another voice to be leading this team? Um, I think I need to get away and, and contemplate those things. And those are real those are real to me. And I'm you know, I have a lot of pride in what I've accomplished in this league, but uh, I'm also realist and um, I understand where we're at as a team, we're a young team. There could be some changes with some of the older guys. And you know, it, it could be time to step away. Wow, that sounds about as emphatic as I've heard him in a long time as to, uh, you know, talking about the end of his career. You know, and Pete we're not Doherty, talking about going to another team, but we're talking about stepping away from football. Pete Doherty asked him point blank, you've got a pretty big contract waiting for you to come back. And he said, it's not about the money. Money is energy. And he left it at that. And then at the very end of a 15, 20-minute press conference, Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, asked Aaron Rodgers, if you decide to retire, what are you going to miss about this place, Aaron? I'm going to miss your questions, Bill. <laughs> and Mike Clemens taking 10 seconds to do a lead-up. <laughs> and Pete angling for something. 
and Bob writing stories about my personal life. <laughs> You've been good lately, though. Thanks. And Jason bringing it back home with something that's kind of heavy hitting. Stephanie Sutton coming out of left field. A good question. I miss the guys. I miss the fans. Interesting stuff. Mike, do you think he comes back? I I think he's going to think about it really long and hard. I, 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 think, I think he thinks that his case for bringing back guys like maybe Mason Crosby, Randall Cobb, maybe Mercedes Lewis, that that's probably out the door. I think he looks at a young team from the Detroit Lions running all over the field, and he's got to feel old. He's got yeah. to feel old. And I think he's got to wonder, do I really want to try and come? I don't want to come back for another year of embarrassment. You know, how much work is it going to take for me at 39 or 40 to get these guys back to the next level order of Super Bowl? You know, do we have enough, you know, powder in the cannon to do that? Or do I just step away and let these guys play a different style of football with Jordan Love? You know, the only thing that I have an issue with, and, and it's something you said early, is when he said, you know, well, money is energy. Well, if that's the case, then why the hell did you take it all? That that would be my argument to this, is that there's a lot of things that have to happen for this t- team to be financially stable moving forward. And if he leaves, they're not financially stable for another year. So, if you had a sitcom on NBC and you yeah. were number one, they'd pay you $50 million. That game tonight was pushed up to primetime on NBC because Aaron Rodgers is a ratings draw. And he doesn't right. care if it comes to the Packers or the league. He wanted to get paid. Yep, no doubt about it. Good stuff. Mike, we will talk again tomorrow, pal. Talk to you then, Bill. Appreciate it, bud. There you go. There you go. That's the way it ends. Man, it's been great. Thanks to Connor for producing the program all season long. Uh, Terrific job. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks to Evo that's been here, our producer Ben, Mike Clemens. Thanks to our sponsor, Bud Light, our key sponsor. One more time before a crowd of 78,191, the Packers season comes to an end in Lambeau Field. It was the Lions 20, the Packers 16. We'll talk about it again tomorrow. Until then, time for us to go. Have a good one. See you.